police in the morning. Feature zombie debut made by three kids in the late 90s, a parody of Resident Evil, where a young Chris and Leon take refuge in an abandoned building during a zombie outbreak and must overcome the challenges around every corner. Bloody fun for the entire family, originally filmed in 1997, digitally remastered in 2020. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here at B-Movie is the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are with the uh, the final delayed week of uh, Resident Evil month. And uh, we're going to talk about Resident Evil Childhood, which, as the description said, was made in 1997 and 2020. So, you know, you heard the description from Amazon. Let's dive right into the shit with our de- technical difficulties and spoiler warnings, of course. Uh, and the spoiler is, go watch this. If you want to stop, start with the top or bottom. Let's start with the top. And keep in mind, this movie was made by three kids, so you can't really judge it as, like, you can't judge it the same way you would judge a normal movie made by adults with film expertise. So, um, yeah, keep that in mind. Like kids, like, ten and under, probably. Yeah. So, number three on my top is Grandpa Evil Umbrella Employee. Like, He's just the best character. I mean, it's not like there's many characters, and they're all actually likable, but he just he just has so much fun in his portrayal. His evil laugh at the end was really made the movie. Number two. Uh, the kids seem to have a lot of fun making the movie. I mean, they're, they're just enjoying what they enjoy, you know, Resident Evil, but pretending to be part of it. And number one. The spirit of Resident Evil is really alive in this. You know, it's all just about exploring, finding better weapons, and fucking up B.O.W.s. Like, that's it. Number three, there were a surprising amount of uh, decent references to the first two games. Um, I mean, uh, you know, they found weapons using the, like, medallions and just um, certain things. I was surprised um, how, how creative some of it was. Number two, the kids did a did a pretty good job using mundane household items as props. I mean, they're obviously in, in their parents' house, like, using toy guns and stuff like that. But, you know, the way they kind of arranged the house, you know, it kind of, it made it look like it was, um, like there was something going on. So I, I got to give them a lot of credit for that. Unlocking doors with Nintendo cartridges. <laughs> as it should be. And number one, yeah, there's more love for the series in this movie than, any of the other live-action films. Like, you could tell these kids really just enjoyed um, Resident Evil. So, on to the bottom. For me, number three. Needed to be more crazy Grandpa Evil scientist umbrella employee guy. Just, just throw, should, should have been in a couple more scenes. But, you know, you can only get Grandpa to do so much. Number two. Something that was added in the 2020 remastering of the footage... The CGI zombies that they had outside, they were just, they were unnecessary. They didn't really add to anything, and they just kind of looked crappy compared to all the, like, other stuff that the kids were doing and the other effects that were added in. And number one, and this has nothing to do with what they did, but just the fact that the tape had started to degrade by the time they went to remaster it and bring it up uh, up to date, and so you can really see some of those defects that look like old tracking issues. I really wish you know, would have been able to see this like in its prime. 
it's prime like over 20 years ago. <laughs> but yeah, um, so number three, um, so there's a mistake. This movie was claimed to have been filmed in 1997, but that's impossible because Resident Evil 2, who the first game with Leon, hadn't come out at this point. I actually checked. Um, well I saw on the um the guy who edited the film. He um he was asked about that, and he actually corrected it. It was made in 1998. So yeah, wrong year. The very big, you know, criticism right there. They got the wrong year for a movie that they made over 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, number two, there, like Corey had said, there are a few like cuts of the film where like um it looks like there's something something else that was like that it was filmed over. I couldn't tell if um. Some of it was done for um, for effect to make it seem more like a home movie, or if it was added, I don't know. It just um, just seemed um, kind of weird to me. And number one, yeah, some of the CGI zombies seemed a little necessary. Overall, I enjoyed the CGI stuff, especially the sound effects, which were from the Resident Evil games. But um, yeah, it just seemed like the zombies were cheap, which is awesome. But they just. I don't know. It seemed like it was probably unnecessary. They, they took away from the atmosphere of the movie. Like, it, it was better with them just being, like, an ambiguous sound effect. Yeah, I do get, like, because there are some scenes where they're, the kids are far away, and it would have just seemed like there was too much emptiness. But I don't know. I guess that would have probably been some of the charm. It didn't really detract too much, but it was um, one of those things where it would have been kind of cool to see it without it. Well, as this was actually the the best movie in uh, in terms of truthness and and the spirit of Resident Evil, uh, it actually had the best dialogue of any of the Resident Evil movies we've watched this month by far. So let's have ourselves a good old fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. We're gonna let Paul get us started with ammo galore. Aha! Uh -huh, an electricity gun. Whoa! More ammo. Daddy's got a flamethrower. This bazooka is wedged in here. Sounded like an electricity sound coming from the stairs. Uh-oh, sounds like Umbrella is transporting the virus around or something. Ha-ha-ha-ha! Ha-ha-ha! Too late. I've already turned in that false report showing that all of this was an accident. Ha-ha-ha-ha! That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 1 out of 10. I gave it a 2 out of 10. I mean, I would have given it a 0, but then it would have been, you know, off scale. But, you know, Resident Evil Childhood is nothing more than innocent childhood fun. If you did any kind of pretend play, especially involving monsters or specifically Resident Evil, like, it embodies your childhood. Sure, there are flaws, but being made by a couple of kids in the late 90s, it's easily overlookable, you know, the flaws of the time, and find nothing but joy in watching it. It's difficult to actually critique a movie like Resident Evil, Evil Childhood, considering it was literally made by children, like young children, like 10, 9, and I don't know how old the other one was, but like pretty young, and edited years later by one of the three who made it. It's obviously not a work of art, but it's charming and was made with a lot of love for the series. The editing was overall well done, if not a little unnecessary at times. It's unironically better than every single other live-action Resident Evil, Evil movie ever made so far. There is more love and care for the iconic games in this movie that was made by three children than any, any of the Paul W.S. Anderson films or Welcome to Raccoon City.
Therefore, it is the best of the live-action films by a huge margin, and it's technically the first time Leon and, C- and Chris teamed up way before, like, um, Resident Evil 6 came out. Well, you know we always have ways to drink away the spick. Drink away the spick, so come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the spick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Chris and Leon split up, take a drink. Number two, every time something gets unlocked, take a drink. Number three, whenever Chris and Leon change outfits, finish your drink. Number four, anytime a weapon or ammo is found, take a drink. And of course, because it's Resident Evil Month, every time someone mentions a virus, take a drink. Every time there's a CGI zombie on screen, take a drink. Every time you hear a sound effect from the Resident Evil games, take a drink. Every time you hear the names Leon or Chris, take a drink. And every time a door is unlocked, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the split. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer related, let's leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us, beamerbros.gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com. That's beamerbros. Follow us on Twitter at beamerbros. My personal Twitter at beamerbros. Check out all of the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats. Our website, beamerbros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to help support so, continue donating for a PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links right below. Well, it's the end of Resident Evil Month, so uh, let's rank the films in, uh, you know, truthness to the series. Number four, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. It was supposed to be a, a love letter to the, to the series and the fans, and it fucked up everything. Number three, Resident Evil Retribution. Although, you know, had some characters from the, uh, from the games, let's be honest. The Paul W.S. Anderson movies are just, how sexy can I dress my wife? Number two, his, his wife is Mia Jovovich, by the way. Number two, Resident Evil Death Island. Although, like, officially canon in the Resident Evil universe, it's just more over-the-top action and fan service of, like, let's bring these characters together than it is, like, actually, like, a good, truthful telling of a Resident Evil game. Number one, Resident Evil Childhood. I mean, it just embodies the original games from the perspective of fans at the time, of childhood fans growing up and playing these and experiencing them for the first time. Yeah, this was a pretty easy list to make. Yeah, number four, Welcome to Raccoon City. It destroyed my hopes of there ever being a good live-action film that was true to the uh, Resident Evil games. I'm. It's probably never going to happen. I don't know how many more times they can screw it up. Number three, Retribution. I mean, it was a Paul W.S. Anderson uh, Resident Evil movie, so it was, you know, not at all faithful to it, but it had its fun moments. Number two, Death Island. I mean, it's a CGI Resident Evil movie. It's It was fun, over-the-top action. The plot was kind of dumb. The villain was even dumber. And overall, nothing of consequence happens. It reminds me of like, the Revelation games where you can kind of skip them because nothing of, nothing of relevance really happens, even if uh, the second one was fun. And number one, Resident Evil Childhood. It was a fun movie made by some kids who clearly loved the series and... Just it kind of reminds you of your childhood when you like you know you want to make a really big movie and all you've got is um you know some cheap like family camera. It, it was just it was nice. It was it was fun to watch. It was very wholesome. Worst mistake Resident Evil made was killing off Albert Wesker. Wesker. Well, we're gonna take a uh, a short break and we will be back in October with another edition of uh, Cult Classics Month. So until that. 
time, friends. Be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next one. I've seen the